Balancing Point, episode 35. Welcome to Balancing Point Podcast, where you will experience the captivating world of professional ballet. On this show, you will hear what it takes to make it in the exclusive world. Each guest will share with you their struggles, their I've made it moments, and their advice for success. And ultimately, you will learn what it is really like to live your dream. Join your host, Kimberly Falker, and today's inspiring guests as they take you on a behind-the-scenes journey into ballet. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Balancing Point Podcast. My name is Kimberly Falker, and I'm glad that you're joining me. And today is day two of my series on women in choreography, and I'm so excited to get started with you with part two of Jessica Lang's journey into choreography and kind of her background as a choreographer. And if today is your first time tuning in, be sure to listen to episode 34 to hear the first part of her interview. Today, Jessica will will share with you how she got started in choreography and the amazing journey towards success that this choice and this path has led her down. And from Jessica's story, you will learn that all of the roads that she traveled led her to where she is now and how fulfilling it's been. So let's get started with part two of my interview with Jessica Lang. Now you have your own company. I do. And was that something that you have been dreaming of having for a while or did it kind of just come to be in a unique, different way? It came to be in a unique, different way. I have to say everything I've done has been... (laughs) different yeah and um you know so benjamin harkarvey encouraged me to you know knock on ballet company doors and and it opened all the doors opened i mean not all of them i'm not that great but like um more than you probably anticipated absolutely and uh i i think about let's see 12 years i started choreography in 99 and um in 2011 was the formation that's like when I founded the company Um, but that didn't happen you know because I decided it was a natural organic uh, many different occurrences happened um, to to lead us to this situation of starting a company Um, I remember when I left Twyla when that when that when the company folded um, I went back to Hark Harvey and said you know uh, he said, what are you going to do now? And I said, I'm going to start a company. He was like, no, you're not. Just because you made one good piece <laughs> once doesn't mean that you, you need that kind of, you don't need to start a company because there's a practical point to everything. You need to live. You need to eat. You need to, you know, pay your dancers. How are you going to do all of that? You're 24 and you're nobody. And I was like, okay. <laughs> he said, go go figure out your creative voice. Go find yourself and, and do that on ballet companies because they need choreographers. So that's what I did. And I, you know. And you were very, very successful at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I, I, I have now made, you know, 80 some works, um, 75 of which were made before I started my company. And um, I was producing, you know, between six and 12 pieces a year. And that's wow. a lot. That's a lot. And I was, you know, having. And what's an average time frame? of a piece? To make a piece? No, like oh. the actual piece itself. Is it Oh, um, kind of, is there like a standard? Well, it's anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, between 10 and 25 minutes. 
Um, okay. You know, well, if I went a to a <laughs> ballet company, you know, like a like a Cincinnati ballet and it's one of three on a program, right. you know, I know that that means like between 20 and 30 minutes. And so okay. I was making pieces that were substantial. Right. Not all were 30 minutes, but, um, you know, making pieces for galas or for mostly ballet companies, some modern companies like Ailey too. Um, but uh, after a while I started, I started to question myself um, and just think like, gosh, is, can I make a greater impact? Um, am I fulfilling everything that I have and, and what I could potentially become? And at the same time, um, the Joyce Theater called and they said, you know, you've been nominated for this re- residency. It's a, it's a grant, on, an award, and it's um, $25,000, a, a paid assistant, 240 hours of free space. And oh if we gave you all of this, what would you create? There's no, absolutely no performance involved. But if we gave you this, um, how would it be valuable to you? And I just answered the questions really honestly. Like, I feel like I'm repeating myself. I feel like I need to... I do wonder what it would be like to have my own company. I just knew that it was really something hard to build. And, um, and, and, and anyway, I ended up getting the residency and there were four of us that were selected for this award. And I was the only one who was selected who didn't have a company and I don't dance. I mean, I still physically move, but I'm not a dancer. So I wasn't going to have like, 240 hours of free time with myself in the space. I knew I needed to have people. So I, people, right. Yeah. So I pulled together six um, people that I had uh, worked with previously, uh, some good friends. And um, we, I, I made it, I made it so that we would work uh, for six weeks straight, working every day, taking a warm-up class together and then having you know six hours of rehearsal five six hours of rehearsal because I wanted to know what it felt like to go to the same group of people day in and day out and create on them and create different things and um, simultaneously I had uh, met you know in all of my experience have been in front of a lot of ballet companies in front of their boards and um, getting to meet a lot of big patrons of the arts. And uh, one gentleman came up to me. We had a, a brunch together, and, and we, um, we, we, I told him about this opportunity, about the Joyce and the award. And, um, and what year was this again? In 2011. Okay. And he said to me, do you want to start your own nonprofit? Do you want me to start your nonprofit? Um, because he's a lawyer and I was like, Oh, that's a huge question. And that's a huge responsibility. And that's something I'm not going to take lightly. Let me go home and write my husband about it. How generous, how kind, everything. And, um, my husband's also a dancer. Um, he dances with Alvin Ailey, American dance theater. And we had this conversation and we decided, yes, we can commit to this and let's try. If I'm not going to try now, um, I won't ever, I won't ever build it. This is, this is my opportunity. So yeah, cause all, everything was kind of put together correctly at that point. Yeah, exactly. And so we started, um, in June, 2011, uh, we had the six week experience at the Joyce and, um, had a little showcase at the end. It wasn't open to the public, nothing like that. 
And uh, at the same time, Ella Baff from Jacob's Pillow had had seen another one of my works and said to me, you know, I would present you. You're a woman. I love supporting women. Uh, but you don't have your own company. And I said, oh, guess what's, guess what's happening? And I didn't really know if it was going to take off. You know, it's like, okay, now we have all the pieces are coming together, but we have to perform. And Ella gave us our debut at Jacob's Pillow um, in June, two, uh, July 2012. So that was our for, first, like, real full company debut a year later. Um, and with that, we did really well. We sold out. We had such an amazing response. We did um, get presented uh, by a couple um, presenters that I had known through my career as a freelance choreographer um, at University of Richmond. And uh, um, we had booked ourselves to go to New Orleans. And But I knew that I didn't know how, I didn't have the connections to sell the company. And I, the the next natural step was we need to get an agent. And I'm really fortunate to um, say that we are part of the CAMI roster, which is Columbia Artist Management um, here in New York. And Margaret Selby is uh, the president of CAMI Spectrum. And we had a conversation after Jacob's Pillow and uh, we ended up signing with them, which means now we are managed by her and, and she is now responsible for um, booking the company. It was like another natural, organic Jeez. relationship. Yeah, now she, you know, now we're getting to tour and perform and our board is building and our, uh, you know, we get foundation support at this point and we're getting... Yeah, it's just it's just an organic development, just like everything else I've done in my career. It's just naturally the wow. doors are opening, and I. And how do you like having your company, or how do you like? Is it kind of what you expected, or? Uh, it's more. It's is it? Oh, yeah, good. So you're not getting that boredom feeling. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, that's that's what I was. Uh, it's interesting because, um, you know, one of the best advice I ever got from Benjamin Harkarvey was to create a career not just take a job. So even informing this company, it's not the only thing I do. It's just one of the things I do. It's a very important thing I do, but I still take commissions. I'm premiering a piece with the National Ballet of Japan in um, March. And what I'm doing is uh, we're, we're, I'm building my, I see my dancers, you know, as more than just dancers. I see them as also creative, um, uh, people who can teach and um, stage my work around the the world, and it's not anything different than what already exists. I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm making something that no, no one ever thought of. Of course, other companies and choreographers um, operate like this, but uh, I didn't, and I now I am. And so, for example, you know, my company is having this amazing season at the Joyce uh, coming up. That's what I did want to talk about that. Yeah. Go ahead and explain a little bit about that because that sounds so exciting. Yeah, we are, um, we're coming to New York or we're in New York. We're having our home season um, at the Joyce Theater starting February 19th to the 23rd. And uh, we are presenting five uh, performances and um, six works on the program. And, 
And it's a really exciting um, time for us uh, to to build our New York audiences and um, to have to have a New York season that is um, so so widely recognized as being a success. And and it also means something to me to like have the Joyce was really a part of um, your starting or your exactly to that yeah the starting point for our company and to come here and have this moment with them as a full we 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 did our New York debut um, at the Joyce in August through a ballet festival that they held uh, we had two performances um, in August but again we did really well and we had sellout crowds and you know turning people away at the door that we you know um, we had conversations about having a full week. And so it's happening. So we have this wonderful project uh, coming up. Um, and after the Joyce, we, uh, you know, I have um, this uh, premiere in Japan. And so I'm taking two of my dancers with me, um, Claudia McPherson and Kana Kimura. Um, Claudia is one of my assistants. She's been working with me and helping stage things on colleges and um I'm taking her with me to Japan and I'm also taking Kana because I'm starting to teach her to do the same, but also she's Japanese and she speaks the language and I need somebody to help communicate all the details. So it's perfect. Wow. How long will you be there? Three weeks. Wow. And, How exciting. Yeah. And simultaneously Clifton Brown, who is my rehearsal director is going to Dayton ballet to stage one of my works for the same three weeks. And then I have another one of my dancers, Laura Mead, who's going down to Jacksonville uh, to work with the Performing Arts High School down in Jacksonville to um, stage one of my works and teach master classes while she's in town. So what we're trying to do is like simultaneously branch out and build an enterprise, um, you know, and and we have talks of building a school. Three of my dancers work for me um, in the office and doing office work and help really develop and build this company um it's kind of like a family almost it is oh no i mean i learned that with twyla that uh, you know being on the road with 12 people um it is a family and you gotta you gotta wear many hats <laughs> yeah and uh, well in, in twyla's company we didn't do that because she was so established but it's neat that you're doing that with your dancers because i think it helps everybody get a little bit more invested and you know they're they are a part of the future absolutely and they they're helping build and shape it and create it and you know a dancer does have to stop dancing at a certain point and there's always that question of what do i do next so are your dancers the original six yes still five wow. five of the original six i had to borrow um it's an interesting story because the original six included my husband um but he got into ailey um and that that may uh, 2011. So I was in a pinch and needed someone. Um, and I, I borrowed a dancer who was off contract, um, for the summer. So I, I just employed him for a few weeks. Um, and, but he, he's committed to this other company. So, uh, of course I, you know, did my natural organic way of finding people. Um, who were right, but the, I think it says something that the original five from Joy Soho are still with me, um, and that's great. And um, yeah, they're they're also you know the average age of the company is um, I think about thirty thirty one. Um, 
so you can see that they're they're seasoned. They're right. I'm, they have a history. Yeah. Already. One thing I didn't want to do was um, while I love education and I I love teaching, I didn't want to teach my company what. I, I need to develop and push, but I don't want to say, like, do you have your passport? Does everyone know? <laughs> no. I needed people who knew how to live and to be right. on the road and everyone. I also knew that we could grow faster um, in our opportunities for performing if I had a group of seasoned dancers. Um, and, and and that's how I – that's just another um, – idea that I had for the business that I, I didn't, uh, I, I, I knew I wanted to gather a group of people that understood what it meant to dance good work and, and to value the people they danced it with. And, and that seems like a, uh, a unique business model, which I could see why it would be so successful. Right. I, I, yeah. And, and that made them, for dance at least. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, you know, if I, I knew that if they, loved each other and they loved dancing with each other that they would love to come back even if we while we were building this even if we mm-hmm. had periods of time where we couldn't rehearse or couldn't there wasn't anything to do yet but we were just waiting for the next opportunity knowing that it was coming because mm-hmm. that's just it's been growing and now you know we've slowly worked from six weeks to more weeks and now we're they they hear me. I talk very openly about where we're going and what I want, my vision. And so the more I tell them, the more they, and the more we actually fulfill that vision, they see that, oh, she's not joking. Like this is, this is going to happen. And, and how lucky, how lucky to be a part of it. And I feel so lucky to have found them. And right now, are they employed outside of your company? Sure. They have to be, um, you know, it's just, unrealistic to say like I I can employ them 52 weeks of the year I don't really know many companies who can I I think there's like two in the world you know or two in this country I mean there's it's just very different even the best of the best have to lay off their dancers Um, you know and it goes back to that like build a career don't take a job build a career and I want my dancers to have experience but I also want them to value what we're doing and I think we're getting to the point where you know the dancers put me on their priority list and then fill in what we have and uh, with other jobs that help keep them conditioned I want them to be in shape I I think that helps and you know um, we just have an open communication policy like you know this is it's it's unrealistic to make them wait um and not take any other jobs i just right that's not they only have a limited time to dance let them dance right, right good point but i now, now do you have like a home base or home studio that yeah we're well, we're based out of long island city in queens um which is right across the queensboro bridge it's a fancy fun new area that is really developing um, leaps and bounds here. And um, that's where I live. That's where my parents actually live now. We, we've kind Fun, of really? transplanted <laughs> ourselves here. And um, yeah, I see it as I want to put put roots down here for the company. Um, as far as a studio, again, it's unrealistic to think that um, we have the ability to build a space. If you really think about it, who has space? and uh, building that can operate and support um, dance. There's really just a few in the city. Um, right. 
And so we have to rent space and we're nomadic at this point, but um, it is a goal to have uh, a space and a school and, and to kind of build, bring my entire career together under one facility um, with, with my beliefs and values of training and um, art. And it's really neat because it, it does sound that to me, you know, from an outsider, that it's a, a nice compilation of the arts with more of a current business model that seemed, I, I could see it being far more successful than just focusing on the arts itself. There's also like right. a, you've got a, a business future, uh, you know, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Um, some artists would cringe at me saying, you have to understand it's still a product. It is. It is. You can't be in this la-la land of like, let me do my art and people will come. I mean, it's just, it's... You have to appeal to the current world. You know, whether or not how you feel about appealing and what, that's, you know, whatever, that's here and there. But it's just kind of like, you have to understand it's still a business. You you know, there is an exchange of funds and, right, you know, it's a product. It's a, it, there is something yeah, you have to, you, you work, you create and you hope there's a, there is an exchange of a ticket price. There's money exchange. There is a class you pay for it. Um, you know, it's art. We're in the arts, but we have to yeah. put, you know, a business model. You have to just be, uh, business-minded and and there are a lot of great artists who aren't business-minded and they don't succeed because it just doesn't come together in that way um they have a great product quote unquote but they just don't have nobody sees it then then there's no one seeing it (laughs) now regarding your product your works are amazingly unique from what i've seen on the video i'd love to see you guys live someday but um when you create something do you kind of does it just appear in your mind and, and the music happens or I've always wondered with choreography, does music happen first or does the movement happen first? It happens simultaneously. I mean, or like it never, you just can't, it's unpredictable. One. Do you ever sleep or does it wake you up in the middle of the night with a, like a vision? It does. Absolutely. It's images are constantly popping in my head. Ideas float by me. Um, You just have to be open and receptive and in acknowledging them. And stopping and saying like, oh, that's an idea. That's a really good idea. So you write it down yeah. or it kind of comes all the way together and then... No, I write it know. down. I have like a storage of, you know, notebooks and ideas and thoughts and random random thoughts. And they might not come together or come into a piece for like two, three, four, five years. Um, but it's like, oh, remember when I had that idea? This falls <laughs> into this, you know, theme. Um, I definitely... I definitely go into the studio with everything, not prepared, but with it, with everything, um, like, uh, the, like the music chosen and the theme, the idea, um, because there also comes a, we go back to the business and the logistics of everything. Like everything costs money, time is money. And, um, you know, I, I was getting jobs, um, as a freelance choreographer, a ballet company can say to you, like, yeah, we'd love to, you know, we'd love you to create a 20-minute work for our, pro- our spring program. And uh, here's two weeks, and we need two casts, and it needs to be 25 minutes long. And, yeah, you have to go in day one 
um, ready to go, ready to go, not ready to go. Like, here's your steps. You have to create in the moment, but you don't, you have to say like, this theme is about this artist, or I want to do this story, or we're doing this based off of geometric shapes or and this music. And this, I see it as like blue costumes. Like you have visions, but you can't like, you can't, um, define it until you get, for me, I can't define it until I get into the room because I've, uh, in the beginning, when you first start, when I first started creating, I had to rely on like pre-thought and um, drawing things out and writing things down. Um, but now I have so much experience that I, I wait to see the um, bodies in front of me. I, I sometimes talk about like, if you get a commission to do a painting and you go before you get to to your stu- or art studio to see what color paint is in front of you, you decide you predetermine that you're going to paint a rainbow and you get into that art studio and they say like here's your colors it's black and gray and it's like oh, how do i create a rainbow like with these colors i mean that's right. just an example it's like no that makes sense you have i i really create on the dancer in front of me um and that makes sense but do you have like when you kind of come up with the vision do you have a space in your in your house that you kind of is your creative space oh, no. that you sit and think? No? Oh, okay. no, no, it's the creativity you can't plan for. It. I mean, <laughs> well, you out, know, with but... some writers, they always go to one spot and they sit and they kind of, that's where it happens. Comes <laughs> from. No, no, if I had one, I'd sit there all the time. Oh, God, there's no magical power. It just happens. I think I'm just funny. It just, I think a creative thought, a really good creative thought will make you stop in your tracks and remember yes, yeah. and kind of say like, that's it. So you keep a notebook next to your bed? I keep a notebook handy. I do. And I, I write it down. Um, yeah. I just, it's, it's, it's just a nice process. Um, yeah. So, so for a young aspiring dancer that, you know, might be, 15, 16 right now that feels as if contemporary or modern style Mm -hmm. is more their calling um, or even choreography is more their calling. Is there any sort of like, would you suggest continuing to do the foundation of the solid ballet or would you suggest if they feel it to do something different? I would almost give the same advice that Mr. Harcarvey gave to me about building a career you know, don't focus on a job, focus on a career. And if you can think about that in your training, like don't focus on just one technique, focus on everything, try everything, you know, yes, I think you have to maintain a ballet foundation. I just think you have to, but I don't think if you want to go and if, if you see a company that is, you know, really physical and moving to the floor and, and, you know, like aggressively moving with momentum and using their spine and their weight in a different way. No, you can't just do ballet. You have to do other things. But what are those other things? I mean, you know, tap helps with rhythm, jazz helps with movement, um, freedom. You have to have everything. It's like if you only – if you only have one trick, you're only going to know that trick. And it's like cooking. you know, paint, however you want to put this, like, if you only have one spice in your cabinet, your food's all going to taste the same. It's just, (laughs) you can't make it change. So you have to have, like, I think that's really valuable. Um, And and then you have to do what you love. You have to respond to it. It's not, 
I didn't love ballet as a dancer, as a kid. I, I went, I loved my friends in my ballet class. Um, but I don't think, I think there was some sort of, you know, challenge. And, but overall, I knew that I didn't want to be a ballet dancer. I knew that early on. I knew that I wasn't going to be in Swan Lake. Um, that was right. not something I connected to. However, my mom knew that that was like a part, part of the training. I knew that. I knew I had to go. But when I finally, you know, found Joe, I stopped ballet. I mean, my next, like, my next, I would take ballet class here and there but I didn't go to my ballet, ballet school anymore. Um, and, um, you know, ballet kind of got reintroduced to me when I was at Juilliard. And then it became like, this is so important to your body and your strength and, and, and just poetic artistry, like everything, everything's important. So, uh, and then you just narrow yourself down into what you're good at and where the doors are opening and, and then, like you said, be willing to listen to yourself for shifts and changes. Yeah. I mean, I have to tell you, my mom, my my sister was in musical theater. Um, you know, neither of us can really sing. She just, <laughs> she she was really, you know, a really good dancer. And she got into Cats with a cat that had to say two lines. That's it. Like, she got it. She got that job because she was a dancer, not a singer. And, um, you know, all through Juilliard, my mom was like, sing Jessica you should sing let's let's get you singing lessons and I had been singing like she had been trying to do that you know for all the time my as soon as I knew I wanted to dance it was like well let's let's see if you can sing just to provide more options yeah I can't sing Mm -hmm. a lick I cannot sing a tune (laughs) and that that's that realistic like I was going to auditions and I was like I would pass out if I ever got to the point where I need to sing because I would be so nervous and I I was like, I never want to sing. And so I remember being like, maybe I went to like two or three auditions at Juilliard for musical theater. And I came home like laughing, like that is not me. I will be happy to buy a ticket to a Broadway show. And I'm so happy to listen to people sing because it's so beautiful. But that is not my career choice. Good for you for trying. Though. Oh, God, no. I, but yeah, yeah, you try and then you figure out like, that's not me. Just like I tried to ski and I tried to horseback ride and I tried to play the violin and I, I did many things, but, you know, that was my destiny. <laughs> and it's okay. You can't be talented at everything. No, no, not at all. Yeah. So where do you see yourself in five years? Um, well, that's a hard question. Um, just organically moving forward with everything, uh, having the company develop, having my career develop, um, you know, gosh, I can't predict the future, but I hope it's, no. um, I hope it's what I vi- envision. And that's just to be, you know, uh, the company being stable and, um, having a home base and having, um, a school and having, um, a career where I still work, uh, with outside companies and, you know, creating, creating more. That's what I want to do. That's who I am. Well, it's just so amazing. And your your whole success story is really inspiring. So I think that it's going to be very fascinating for people to hear because it's uh, it's unique, but at the same time, it's so filled with 
passion that right. I, I think that's that's the difference right. you know so that's why it's exciting for me to hear it but yeah. um I do appreciate your time I know that we well, went well over that's okay that's your, okay. your deadline yeah. so I apologize for that's that. okay that's okay but thank you and um your your contact information I know that you've got a beautiful website with amazing videos on there but are you also on social media otherwise yes absolutely um Todd who you were communicating with is a social media manager and he does you know Facebook and um and uh Twitter and yeah okay well I will uh link those into the show notes and we'll uh make sure that everybody knows how to contact you and then hopefully one day we'll get to see you dance live or I will get to have love to <laughs> not you dance but your company <laughs> right 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 that's great that's great yes exactly I dance and best right. of luck in um for in February the 19th Thank through 23rd yeah, and, and we have a huge year actually so I don't know we're not coming to Minneapolis yet but um can we start are you going to Chicago at all maybe we can uh not on the docket yet. It's interesting because we have, um, you know, with Cami, they they we we're actually this weekend in a booking conference where presenters from around the world come to New York and they go to see you know hundreds of showcases where companies like ours are performing and um, agents are selling and we nice. are. Um, but this year is really really big for us. Uh, we start out. Um, actually, on Tuesday, we, we go into the studio to have a rehearsal process. Um, I'm creating a piece for the Kennedy Center. I have a commission from the really? Kennedy Center. Yeah, with wow. the National Symphony Orchestra playing live on oh stage, which is really huge for us. Um, wow, so, that's amazing. Yeah, so we have, you know, the Joyce Theater, the Kennedy Center, and then we have a huge um, season that is unannounced, so I can't share it yet, but stay tuned because in June we will be announcing a big season um, in, that will uh, happen in December 2014. Um, and in between, we're going on tour. We're going to uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and um, Park City, Utah, and uh, Beverly Hills, and uh, Guatemala. So it's, it's happening. We're, we're touring. So hopefully Minneapolis and Chicago will be someday. Yeah. On so the dock. Over the summer, are you in New York or are you guys on tour? Then? Um, the summer is being planned. We have, okay. um, this season that's happening in December. I definitely need like a two month creative process. Um, and I have, uh, we do, we're doing some outreach and some educational programs. I'm going to, to Jacob's Pillow and making a piece for their gala, um, and uh, yeah, some some other unofficial things that aren't um, confirmed yet. But but we will be working through the summer and the fall for sure. And thank you guys again for taking the time to listen to my podcast. And be sure to tune in on Friday when I will have another amazing inspirational woman choreographer, Emery Lacrone. And if you haven't heard of her yet, trust me, you will in the near future. She's really a major up-and-comer, and I can't wait to share her interview with you guys, so be sure to tune in, because I know you'll love it. And before I said goodbye, I did want to let you all know that I have been just blown away by your kind words and support, and each day the number of listeners are growing, and um, in fact, this month alone, every day has brought me record-breaking downloads, and so it's all thanks to you. And on top of that, I just can't believe how many regions of the world that you're coming from Today alone, that there were 210 regions represented when I last looked, 
and it's from all over the world. So I'm really grateful to each of you who've tuned in. And with that being said, I want to know, want you to know that this is your show too. So if you have any suggestions or comments, you know, let me know as I'm certainly a work in progress. I really haven't talked much about this, but I have absolutely no background in radio, theater, or live performance of any kind, really. And other than when I performed in a circus, but I didn't have to speak then. So um, in fact, the only public speaking I've done was when I was a fourth grade teacher and then a trial attorney. But you know, kind of had more thoughts and planning behind that. So with interviewing, it's a brand new experience and me behind a mic is really brand new. So to see that so many of you, thousands of you are listening is really a big deal. So I do want to thank you. And until next time, have a great day.